0: a podcast where a british and an american girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in china today and now your hosts holly and nora hey everybody hello nora here and i'm holly And we're broadcasting to you on a very blustery and rainy day here in Shenzhen.
1: (laughs) It's not really a surprise, it just seems like every time we come to record it rains.
0: Yeah, it's always really dark in this room. We can't turn the lights on because they make this obnoxious buzzing sound, so it would add to our already feeble sound quality. (laughs) Yeah, every
1: room that we've recorded in, there's always been some sort of weird noise. In fact, I'm sure in some of the other episodes, recently you've heard... um, talking and microwaves and all kinds of things, because <laughs> uh, the room next to us is also, it's like a meeting room slash lunch room. Mm-hmm. That's what it's you get for private. doing a
0: podcast on a budget. <laughs> yeah, right. But it adds to the ambiance, doesn't it? So, it? This is real China, real life is, here. <laughs> yeah. So what we got going on this week? Um, we've got a review hmm. from
1: Theodolf from the USA. And um, he says, uh, This podcast explains all the stuff about China I wish I'd known before my wife and I spent two weeks there. Uh, now back in the States, I feel nostalgic Nostalgic, sorry for that huge and fascinating country. I want to know more about what I missed. Uh, I want another chance to know it better. How lucky I am that these two great women... Oh, shucks. ...are on the <laughs> air talking about their life in, China, uh, in Shenzhen. Thanks, guys. Fooled him. I'm, assu- I- I'm assuming... <laughs> I'm assuming it's a guy. Theodorf makes me think of uh, Gandalf or something. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, it just sounds uh, very
1: grand-sounding <laughs> it does, name, doesn't it? I like it. Thank you for that. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah, so I have a news article again from the Shanghaiist, and this is um, this caught my eye last week actually, but I hadn't read the article until uh, just now, and um, this is about a family who. Uh, after 48 accidents in one year uh family would like officials to stop cars from crashing into their home oh so obviously i'm i'm sort of laughing and it's not a very obviously it's not a very pleasant thing but uh basically this house um the the family had the, had a, had the house and then the road was built but unfortunately the road was built on a 90 degree angle and they also live in uh, Heilongjiang, which is the winters are quite treacherous and it's very snowy. There's a lot, there's a lot of snow, and there's there are lots of pictures of this. Obviously, every time there was an accident, they took a picture, and you know that I guess the uh, the snow on a ninety degree bend is probably going to be pretty dangerous, and mm-hmm. people just keep plowing into their house. Oh no. Yeah, so it says, um, the family's problems started in 2010 when a new highway was built leading straight to their home. And those problems have continued with increasingly regular regularity since then, as drivers find out too late that they aren't able to slow down in time. Uh, multiple times the family have petitioned the local government to do something about this dangerous situation, but to no avail. Um, authorities have told the family that the fault lies not with the road, but with the drivers themselves. So basically, someone needs to put a sign up saying, slow down, there's like a, you know, a sharp bend here, <laughs> but mm-hmm. apparently that's too difficult. Um, officials have at least appeared open to offering compensation to allow the family to move into a similar home in a less dangerous neighbourhood. Um, though even with the constant car crashes, the family said they, they don't want to give up their home. Oh, they have actually. Sorry, my mistake. For the time being, the only thing protecting the family is a giant yellow warning sign reading "slow." Uh, This doesn't seem to be having much effect. So,
0: wow, 48 times in one year. Year?
1: Yeah. Scary, isn't it?
0: Super scary. Yeah. We
1: actually we have a. It's not. It's nowhere near the same. But we have a pub uh, in the area where I'm from in Harlepool that that always seem to be crashed into.
0: Oh no! I don't know
1: why. It's not particularly on a sharp bend, but it's had quite a few incidents outside of it. <laughs> oh
0: man, I wonder if they've uh, if they're like collecting any money from this. Because you know, a lot of times when you have a car accident in China, things are settled outside of yeah, right. the authorities. So to put it. T- uh diplomatically let's say Mm -hmm. um so i wonder if every time if they've developed like a strategy because they've had plenty of time to think about how to approach these people so maybe maybe they're making a lot of money doing this like every time they crash in to their house they're like ready with the estimation okay so now you owe us X amount of
1: money. Possibly, but I suppose if it's working for them, they wouldn't be complaining so much. You'd yeah. just maybe just build an extra wall. Like, I don't really know what damage is being caused. It doesn't. The article doesn't really tell you, you know, that they're actually plowing straight into the house and, you know, like, taking walls down and stuff. I think it's just a case of um, they're on the property, mm-hmm. but I'm not really sure. Did you see any pictures? Yeah, but there's. Uh, it was mostly, like, cars and stuff, like, the damage of the cars more, less than of the house. hmm well. <laughs> I'd like to see pictures of that. That'll be in the show notes, right? Yeah, I'll link to the article. Yeah, you know, this is episode uh, eighty seven. Forgot there. Yeah, so yeah, you can go to writtenchinese dot com slash episode eighty seven and you can find all the you can find the link to that article and anything else that we mention. Uh, Chris there'll
0: probably be a few in this um podcast. Hmm. Yeah. Now I said house. Um mm-hmm. Which I'm curious about, because in, not that many people live in single-family homes. Mm-hmm. Is it? Does it seem... Yeah, it looked like, from the picture, it just looked like a single story, actually. Oh. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe outside of the... You know, if you're in Heilongjiang, which, yeah, it's pretty remote. Mm-hmm. I imagine that there are there's more space for you to have yeah. a single-family home.
1: Yeah. You'd think there'd be so much space that they could have just moved the road a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this is quite a common occurrence, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what they call them nail houses. I think is the re- the phrase they use where they sort of um, the government wants to build a road and they kind of take some houses down that have that you know they've sort of given a comp- given compensation to a family and said we want to build a road here we need you to leave. So for a lot of people that's okay. They they they're they're okay with that because again. A decent amount of compensation, but some people just refuse, and they end up being one house, uh, one very rickety-looking house, just sort of in the middle of, I don't know, what I guess what would we call it—a roundabout, I suppose, essentially. And there's you know highways and major roads running either side.
0: <laughs> I remember we had an article. Yeah, we on did written Chinese. Yeah, because I, I remember seeing that image of this just like. Two-story or three-story house just yeah. popped in the middle, literally of a highway. Yeah, yeah. Just right in the middle. So there's a road on one side and a road on the other.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was quite a tall, like townhouse style.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm, yeah, maybe three or four stories. But there's bits hanging off it because it was obviously at one point attached to other houses, like a terraced
0: right.
1: house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I will. If I, I'll do a search and see if I can find that because it's there somewhere. Because mm-hmm. um, I think actually we talk quite a bit about it. Um, and there was I found an article that had multiple different sort of different examples mm-hmm. all over China where this is the same thing's happened like people who just have one house on like a mound and they're basically living in like a a construction site you know there's like a moat around them and they have their house and they they just living there quite happily yeah I'm surprised actually that the that it lasts so long that these people manage to seek it out for so long
0: right. Right, I'm surprised because uh, usually for these things the government um, kind of forces people to yeah to get out of the way. So I'm surprised even that there are these cases in China. I mean, it makes sense. Like in the U.S., I know it takes them a long time to negotiate, especially with a lot of the roads go through farmland. Mm-hmm. At least where I'm from, um, most of the land is arable, so it's people have farms there and they're working the land and then so the government has to make negotiations with each individual landowner and it can be a big mess.
1: Yeah and then you've always got petitions from people in the town saying no we don't want the road you know it's gonna ruin our town it's we've got this lovely town and you want to build a road through it. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that movie Hot Fuzz? No
0: I haven't. There's there's a sort of similar scenario on that. Or it's the other way around too like um some towns really suffer when they build like highways that bypass towns right because then they don't get the traffic coming in so i know like Mm -hmm. a couple little towns near us that once they built the highway they basically cut so much of their business out because they always had people stopping for food or gas or Mm -hmm. lodging or whatever in the town but no Nothing. Yeah. But in China, generally, the government has a stronger hand. They don't have as many um, individual rights like in the States. So I'm su- I'm just, I find it surprising that there are these cases at all. Yeah, that people stand up for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially a lot of them tend to be older people as
1: well. Mm-hmm. So maybe they think, and this is really morbid, maybe the government just think, oh, we'll just let them, let them just stay there because they might, just pass away. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Possible. Yeah. Okay, so um, actually that leads quite nicely into our question today, um, that comes from James. Speaking of old people right? <laughs> James, yeah. So well, I don't know old. how old James is a <laughs> <this don't>, question. <laughs> I'm not sure either. Not not very old, I don't think. So, um uh, James says, Hi ladies, love the podcast. I started listening a few months ago and I've have, have been a devoted listener since um A bit about myself, I, I lived throughout Asia for about nine years, four years in Japan, four in Thailand, and one year in Guangzhou, uh, working in web content editing, and of course, teaching English on the side. I moved back to the States a few years ago. I currently work as an educational psychologist, um, and I'm on the path of becoming a board-certified behaviour analyst. Ooh. Uh, providing therapy to persons with uh, autism. My wife is originally from China, and we often talk about several various issues brought up in your podcasts. I remember back in September there was a podcast um, about if you feel you're a visitor or an immigrant in China. Uh, A delayed response, but my experience has been that the only time I felt like I was at home in China was visiting, uh, staying at my wife's parents' place in Wuhan. Any other time, I definitely felt like a visitor. Uh, also, I have a question for you two. Uh, I guess a pretty hot, common one along min- among minel- millenniums. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, have you thought about serving for retirement yet? My wife and I have thought about moving back to China for a while, uh, and this one keeps coming up whenever we discuss it. I might post this on your audio upload thing. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Keep it up, James. Oh, James actually left this on our Facebook page. Uh, which you can find, we are 2 chicks. T-W-O, not the number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so thank you for the question, James, and the introduction. Yeah. It's nice to know a bit about our listeners. Yeah. Uh, so, Nora, have you thought about saving for retirement yet? Thought about it, yeah.
0: <laughs> Just a, a fleeting thought. <laughs> I gave it a thought, yeah, uh, Yeah. Uh, once. Um. <laughs> no, it's one of those things that's kind of like, uh, I know I should be doing it. Um, but it's a little bit tricky. Uh, if I was in the States, I probably would have been contributing to some kind of a mutual fund in yep. <clears throat> your 401k. But if you don't think you're going to retire in the U.S.
1: It's not really U.S., I guess. I'm
0: not it. sure. I mean, because you don't know. <laughs> currency... Mm-hmm fluctuates so much Mm -hmm. um since being in China I remember how much it has changed just from my life cycle in China Mm -hmm. um and that makes a big difference uh when you're planning your how, how to invest your money long term so one of the things that stopped me is just simply that if Let's say I start contributing to a mutual fund. Um, Once I'm ready to pull that out, first of all, I have to deal with the taxes. Second of all, I don't know... I have to basically convert my... So I'm losing money every time I exchange it, right? So I'd have to exchange money and then find some way to send it over. If not, carry it over literally on my back on an annual basis. Mm. Um, And then... Once I've deposited, then, I mean, there are different types of mutual funds. Some you pay taxes annually, and others you pay um, once you take everything out at the end. (sighs) But anyway, when you compare how currency fluctuates and um, how you have to exchange the money every time. So if I exchange it into U.S. dollars and then let it sit, and then I have to exchange it back into another currency, I'm just wondering how much I'm losing there. On those transactions. Like how much better. Is the interest rate in. The US versus other countries. Where it would be worth it to deal. With all that mess.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Have you thought. Uh, Again thought. Was just a thought. Uh, But we. My husband and I are sort of like. You know saving. Towards we assume. Purchasing house. So at least we have some sort of you know, so something to say, you know, t- to own. And even if we never... I mean, we're kind of assuming we'll buy some property in the UK. Um, and even if we don't live in it, we can, you know, rent it out or whatever. So we've still got some sort of income, which I guess would go towards pension fund, I suppose. I could. Um, but, yeah, we've never sat down and really discussed it in fine detail. Yeah, because I guess we, we're not really sure where we'll end up. Um yeah, but I think you know, we if I go too. back, I w- if I I think as far as I know, if I was to go back to the UK, I would be, I I I would get a pension. I think for a government pension, but it's a very small amount. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because that's similar with us. So our current uh, idea is that once we leave China, we will most likely move to Bulgaria, and there the property is quite inexpensive, so mm. we can literally just like buy with cash uh, maybe even a couple pieces of property and then live in one and um rent out the other for an income so that would kind of also be similar to to that idea because i think it's a pretty safe bet yeah also just thought about uh a couple of things one is precious metals Especially like silver, I've thought about like playing around with like learning how to buy like any precious metals that are also used in electronic devices. Will be I mean you know technology changes so it's not a guarantee but I've thought about that. Yeah, that's so funny that you've brought it up. Um, Barrett and I
1: uh, took our dog for a walk yesterday and we passed the stock exchange, Mm -hmm. and he Barrett said to me, "Oh, have you ever considered?" Um, you know, investing in stocks, I was like, I have absolutely zero understanding about stocks. Like, this <laughs> completely, um, it just goes over my head. Numbers and I have just never gotten on. But he's quite, like, number savvy, and he previously worked for a company that, uh, was importing, like, gold and silver, or, or trying to, anyway. So he learned something from it, and he actually did bring up that same sort of conversation. Um, it didn't last very long because he was trying to explain something to me and I was just like I don't get this. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sorry. Don't don't cap on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that and then like also because Bitcoin is really big in China so I've also thought about learning. I set up a Bitcoin wallet and um, actually I was given some Bitcoins by a friend of mine in China. Shout out to Brandon Gibson. Um (laughs) And, uh, so I'm, I was thought, I thought about even starting that game, which is kind of similar to, you I know, exchanging currency. Sorry, that was my phone.
1: <laughs> 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 we do have a no phone policy. We mark. do.
0: You'd think after 87 episodes. And uh, how many years? I know, I know, that was bad. But, you know, I have a baby, so now I feel like I always have to have the phone And you've got me. quite a cool, uh, message tone yeah so I don't get. It. <laughs> it's just like being shot with an arrow <laughs> sorry about that but anyway um yeah so I've thought about other things too but still haven't settled on a concrete yeah. I mean right now we're just kind of like safe we're actually it's more like we're investing in our own businesses my husband's starting his business I kind of have some projects going as well and so we're saving money and kind of investing in ourselves with the hopes that that'll be the best Mm. for now. I mean, diversity is key, right? I think the best is to invest a bit here and there. Mm -hmm. For now that Dahlia is here, I'm also thinking about how to set up some kind of funds for her. So I might start buying some CDs or, you know, savings bonds. What's a CD? It's like kind of a bond. It's like a government-backed... bonds you, you buy you pay a certain amount of money for it and then a few years it matures and you get more money back sounds good yeah which i've done before that's the only investing that i've done before is mm-hmm. buying cds okay. so that's possible <laughs> <laughs> we are not very knowledgeable no about this. but but maybe we can talk a bit about
1: uh, retirement in china yeah since we're in china mm-hmm um So, we um, looked into both Chinese people retiring in China and I also did a little bit of, well, tried to look into whether, what it's like for foreigners to retire in China.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So, if you work, if you've got a work visa, you get, just as uh, Chinese citizens, you get like a card, an insurance card, which is... um, if you need to go to a hospital or i think we've mentioned it before you get uh like a it's subsidized basically they'll pay for quite a large portion of your um bill i guess but you also get um goes towards retirement a retirement fund but i couldn't really find anything um that said as a foreigner you're entitled to any money after you technically retire because um you can only have a work visa till you're 62 as a foreigner so i don't know what you do after that like you still need some visa to live here so i don't know how i don't know how that works um, and i did find i came across a there was actually a question on quora which is what what is it like to be reti- a retired foreigner in china and the response was from back in 2015 but a guy who's lived in china for 17 years said Uh, To my knowledge, foreigners cannot retire legally in China. Even if you have sufficient funds, you cannot stay legally in China unless you have employment or your own company. Uh, I know a number of uh, quite sad cases. People who really love China spoke Chinese fluently and lived here for a great part of their life Um, and even received Chinese government awards yet had to leave the country on retirement. So it's quite interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's changed in the last few years because... uh, Chinese law especially relating to foreigners just changes so quickly so it could be different now i'm not sure um yeah so i'm not sure if we're entitled to sort of funds on LB surprised. yeah me
0: too i mean our just like anywhere any any of the chinese employees they our employers are supposed to contribute to I thought it, it's it's like an insurance, like social insurance. I didn't realize, though, that it was connected with the pensions. Because as we asked our colleague, Champson mm. if uh, her parents received a pension. Because right. previously, as far as I understand it, previously in China, they didn't have any kind of pensions. Maybe before, uh, I'm not sure, but maybe before uh, there's a formal like, social insurance system. Like, Mm -hmm. now it seems like they're pushing people to contribute to this social insurance. So you pay a certain amount of money per month and then your um, employers match it. But it's not very high. No, it's quite a small amount. Yeah. Yeah, but then apparently after you retire, then if you've contributed for at least 15 years, then the government will give you a pension. Right. But previously, as I understand it, there weren't these kind of pensions. And so... Mm. basically the the retirement plan for most Chinese families was in this was the children, which we've talked a lot about in the past so we but the responsibility of uh,
1: par- of children children like grown children to mm. look after their parents uh, once they have retired once they you know they've they finished work
0: or whatever mm-hmm. so the parents invest 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 in the kids mm-hmm. and then Hoping that the kids will give them a good ROI <laughs> once right, they join I the am. workforce, and we'll take care of them into their old age. We kind of discuss about Holly and I about like. Um, this brings up another interesting topic re- related to retirement, which is nursing, like nursing homes. Mm. So in the West, we often have facilities available for people to go live in when they can't take care of themselves anymore. But in Eastern culture, and this isn't just in China. This is also in Eastern Europe and in the Orient in general. This is... It's not that this stuff hasn't been developed. It's that it's kind of like a shame on the family yeah. if you send your parents to a place like that. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a really nice place.
1: Yeah. Well, I think I think that one of the big things in the West is like... Not, not about re- taking the responsibility. It's just that if, and this is on both both sides. Like if you're one of your parents or both was to come to live with you, like it's just a case of you getting on, like and doing each other's heads in. <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds really stupid, but pro- I can't I can't imagine many, ad- like parents, like you know, in their sixties or seventies, wanting to live with their children and vice versa. It's just like. I think we're more independent in the West, maybe. Like, we're a little more, I don't know, freer from our families, I think. Yeah. That's one of the big things, anyway, for me.
0: Yeah, I remember when my grandfather passed away, my grandmother stayed with my parents for a little bit before they moved her into, like, a retirement community, and she really didn't want to go do it, and my parents, like, thought about it a lot because she was really I mean they had a good relationship and they were definitely considering keeping her but they ended up deciding to move her into the home um they told her like oh we'll try it on a trial basis but actually once she got there she did so much better yeah because they had all these activities and and she had yep and she was able to like she did her own cooking still she always loved to cook nice and so she had her own little kitchen, and it was on, like, a beautiful, like, this mm-hmm. place. My parents were like, when we get old, if we can't take care of ourselves, we want to live, live yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> they know already that they want to live there because yeah. they saw how nice it was for my grandmother. They had all this cool stuff for her to do. Yeah. And it didn't have the, like, old folks home feel to it at all. It's, yeah. like, right next to a university mm-hmm. and, like... It's really easy for them to walk around downtown and cool. feel like they're part of the community. It's not some like isolated building out in the middle of nowhere where they're just surrounded by old geezers. Yeah, <clears throat> they're really a part of the community, and yeah. it was it was great for her. But even a place like that in China just wouldn't be acceptable mm-hmm. just culturally. Yeah, yeah. Um, I bet those kind of places
1: helps like ex like I don't know extend. A life as well like I guess if you were just in a little place on your own you know you, I, I think if you're with other people the same age I don't know like
0: I think it did you know? for my grandmother because she was just she was so devastated basically right, after yeah. my grandfather passed it's... away she always was saying like oh, I was supposed to be the one to die first oh, well. she was so I mean they were such a beautiful couple mm. like so in love still after over 60 years mm-hmm. and um, she just could never imagine her life without him, and yeah. so when he passed away, she basically went into like deep depression.
1: It's I mean, it happens, doesn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: And so it was actually a really good thing for her mm-hmm. to go out and like meet, because a lot of the people that she met were in the same situation as she was. Yes. Yeah. So for her, yeah. it was a very healthy environment. I think. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah, my um. But Bar- Barrett's grandma oh, same thing similar thing although she she her husband passed away many years ago, but she had a house, and I think maybe she had a bit of a fall, yeah, she had a hip, uh, maybe she fell on the hip, and they re- they realized she couldn't really stay on her own anymore, and yeah she was reluctant, but once she went in like i mean it sounds brilliant, sort of similar to what your grandma was in, like um. Yeah, like a big like a community, but she's got a, her own se- like self contained granny flat basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my grandma had the same thing, but she was like it wasn't a community; it was just her own place. Mm-hmm. But there was, uh, you know, you know if if she was ever if she ever got into trouble, there was like she could just call. You know, there was like a, you know, like a pull pulley thing. Like she could just call call them in.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, my I think my grandma, So the one that I was just speaking of is kind of an exception in the fact that she actually was hoping to live with my parents in the beginning. Mm. Although she definitely, after she had lived at this community for a while, she was like, thank you for pushing (laughs) me out because I, you know, because they always said, like, if you don't like it, well, you know, you can come live with us. It's not a problem. But we think this is what's going to be good for you. And that ended up being. But my other grandmother, who's still living, she's 91 years old, Um, and she, she, yeah. (laughs) And she's, she's doing really well and she's, um, so proud. Like she would never want to live with her kids right just because that would make her feel like, you know, now that she's getting quite old, she needs a lot of care. Um, she needs help doing a lot of the tasks that most people do on their own. And so I think she would even just helping her get up, she she always gets this kind of like look on yeah. her face, like Get off mm, yeah, <laughs> I can do it myself exactly, yeah. so she's one of those who would never admit that she needed help, and that like she would never live with my parents or her <laughs> other kids, so it's just no, no no, yeah, yeah, I can't imagine a like
1: a Chinese or an old Chinese person ever f- it's just given isn't it it's just a your parents will come and live with you Mm -hmm. um but of course there's a lot of like pros and cons because most of the time the parents arrive as soon as you have your first child (laughs) right (laughs) so your parents are with you for a long time it's not like in the west if if parents would come to live with you um because you know it, it would usually happen because they need support they need help they can't live on their own anymore but here it's like you have your first child so your parents might actually be at what like late 40s early 50s well that's a heck
0: of a long time to have your parents living with you actually. Yeah a lot of kids well kids but uh, young adults never really live outside of their family Mm. like they go to university so they still they don't really they stay in the dorms and then they come home on vacations and stay with their family and then when they graduate university it's just a couple years a lot of times before they're married And then Mm -hmm. living in somebody, like, usually either the husband's or the wife's parents will buy an apartment, usually Mm -hmm. the husband's parents, where they will live in. So then that's also under the family rule. And then when they have the kid, the family... So it's, like, never really independent at all. But it's kind of like immersion therapy. I wonder if it's almost Mm -hmm. better that way. Because I wonder if all the kinks kind of get smoothed out along the way, as opposed to our situation where it's, like... You're 18 and you're like, see ya, and you leave, <laughs> and then you're gone for all these years, and then let's say you're around 40 and your parents start getting older, and then they're like, need some help or something. To reintroduce them into your life is kind of a big yeah, transition. Yeah, that's a good, very good point, yeah. So I wonder if it's actually, they don't think so much about it being like, uh... An inconvenience. Yeah, an inconvenience is just yeah. like part of their normal life anyway. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm sure if, I'm sure if you asked, I don't know, I don't know if I've ever asked that question, actually. You know, how do you feel about the idea of your, par- like, your husband's parents coming to live with you? Because if it was us, we'd be sort of like, even, even if you get on well with your in-laws, you'd still be like, Ugh. you know, you, you, it's not, I I can't imagine anyone being like, yeah, great, I can't wait. Um, but Depends here, on the course, in-laws. <laughs> well, yeah, of course, that's what I'm saying, like, it's, yeah, but. Even if you've got a good relationship, no one really wants them to live, like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, everybody wants their privacy. <laughs> I mean, come on. But here, I don't think anyone would have an issue. It would be like, yeah, it's, it's fine. Mm-hmm.
0: I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. Um, just wondering about their love lives. I mean, for both couples. Because, I mean, if you're the parents and you're, like, 40, 50, I mean, it's definitely not over yet. <sighs> come on! <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> So mm. it's like, I wonder what they do, just like, sneak around and be really quiet, or I if guess I, like, take vacations or something. Yeah, I suppose you just have to have, uh, like,
1: be rich enough to have separate wings or something. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to be hearing my parents do that, I'm sure they don't want to be hearing me, so it's like, yeah, kind of yeah. awkward, but... <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> we were also talking about, like, in general, financial planning in China and how different um, it is... For the West and China, I feel yeah.
1: Like. Well, I suppose our answers to um, James's question: Have you started to like, say, oh, consider saving for retirement? And we were sort of like, mm, mm. <laughs> we thought about it once. Um, Chinese people tend to think very long term financially. Like they're already thinking about these things as soon as they um, leave university. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a there was a developer who worked for our company. So, um, some years ago and I walked with him one, one, after, one evening to the metro and we started to talk and he was very young, like, he, he was like a couple of years out of university, if that. He didn't have a girlfriend, um. but we, I don't even know how we got on, but he was saying oh yeah, you know, I need, I need to be really serious, I need to earn, like, I need to earn money and save and I was like, what do you, What for? And he was like, well to buy a house, you know, I like, I, I need to buy a house. I was like, how old are you? And he's like, oh, 22. Like, oh, wow. As if I was thinking about that when I was 22.
0: Well, he's it's also in a different drunk. boat, too. <laughs> because the culture here is that, like, the men should own uh, what's there's like a formula. So it's like, yeah, there are five they must things, be, I think. Yeah, they must be tall and handsome, own a car and a house. A house. Is there the fifth thing? Well, they have, like, I think it's like a formula to, for like, a happy life.
1: Mm. I'm sure those being tall and handsome are pretty important to what you're going to do where you stiletto, not stiletto heels, but platform heels to look <laughs> taller. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to have a car, be married, have a house, uh, children. And well, I don't know what the other one is. Probably to be rich, I suppose. Mm. Fairly mm. obvious things, but that's, that's they're the five things that you need to
0: be happy. All by the age of 28 after that, you are a dud. Yeah. So they, yeah, I mean, when we've, (laughs) (laughs) like, having the baby in China, people are always shocked because they're you know, asking where do you want to send her to school? And of course, we don't know. No. Um, But here, they'll like literally decide where to give birth in order to plan for where they go to school. So, because we're on the border with Hong Kong, some parents will choose to have the baby. So they'll literally have the baby in Hong Kong yeah. so they can get some kind of special residency so that they can send the child to Hong Kong. Or they'll right. do it the other way around because if they're born here in on the mainland, then they can attend the public schools for free. So they yeah. have, like... They think about it such long-term. Mm-hmm. Or the where they buy the property, um, they're also considering... So these kids who... They've just graduated university and they're already looking into buying property. They're also considering, like, which school district right. is it in for these kids that don't even exist yet. So for, they, have, they don't even have the wife yet, but they're already considering, like, the school systems that they'll be into. Because a lot of schools, uh, public schools, um, you have to live in a certain proximity in order to attend them. Mm-hmm. So they'll buy a property. Like, your apartment. That's exactly have...
1: the situation. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the, um, there's a school, and it's
1: not a particularly uh, amazing school, I don't think. Um, but they have their apartment for their child to go to the school, but they were renting it out and living, like, in the stick somewhere in Longhua. And then they realized um, the commute was just... Re- like, they were commuting for, like, an hour and a half. Both, mm. you know, like... So three hours a day—it's wow. a ridiculous amount of time. Ridiculous. Um. So that actually, that's why we have to move out in September because they'll move in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Yeah, but I, I know a lot of people who, and it's—it's it's really weird. Like, um. Some I know people who've like paid friends to sort of. We want our like. We want our child to go to this school. So can you put our name on your whatever? Like, it, how, like, information for your house, so our child can go to this school. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's kind of sneaky, you know, in a way. Mm-hmm.
0: hmm But, yeah, it's, it's dominoes, so it all... Because <laughs> once they get into a good primary or kindergarten, then they can get into a good primary school, and then middle school, and then high school, and then university, and then that greatly determines their success in China. So it's, it's this, like... Yeah. S- this butterfly effect thing if you if you skip one of the steps or don't do well in one of the steps then the rest of the dominoes don't fall the same You're screwed. way screwed yes i think that it is there is a like
1: um failing at anything i think is a really you know terrible thing in chinese culture mm. um because you yeah like you do affect the whole the re- you know you, you don't just affect your own life but you affect your whole family's life, life if
0: you're not successful or mm-hmm. something doesn't work out. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of forgiveness there. Like, you don't see a whole lot of people going back to school saying, like, oh, I studied this when I was younger, but actually it's not really my thing, mm-hmm. so I want to change trajectory. But right. they don't, they tend not to do that here. Mm-hmm. They would just stay in the same career path um, forever. Forever.
1: <laughs> you, it's, actually, uh, this conversation has reminded me of the article uh, we mentioned. I don't know if it was last episode or the the one before about the 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 father who'd gone mental on uh, wishing. Oh no, no, no! Weibo about his daughter who's mm. married a an, who married an American, and he was just like devastated that they'd lost their daughter because she was probably gonna, you know, start a family. At, in, in the U.S. and not come back to China, mm-hmm. and it's a really big issue. Just,
0: yeah, it throws a car yeah, and... off. it
1: does throw off, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, completely. Completely. Yeah. So in a nutshell, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> Chinese people retire. Um, they, I feel like they have a much uh, smarter strategy. They're very fiscally disciplined in general. Um, they spend yeah. very wisely. They invest a lot and they will probably own the planet soon. <laughs> They've already bought Africa <laughs> and the UK. <laughs> um, so they're coming for you. <laughs> no, they're very, very smart and pragmatic and self-sacrificing when it comes to these things. Whereas in American I can easily say that we are the opposite of that. We are entitled and we, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and we've had the luxury not to have to worry that much about these things, so everybody just thinks oh, I don't have to think about it now. Yeah. We'll be fine.
1: But that's um a sort of a bit of denial as well, isn't it? I don't know if it's a case of we don't need to, but we just don't.
0: I don't know. It's this delicate balance because you know I had a friend not too well. We had a mutual friend not too long ago who passed away here in China, mm. and he worked his butt off and was so smart and saved, and he bought. He's actually one of the few foreigners in China who earned this kind of, like, special green card because he had um, created so many jobs here. And anyway, he was a multimillionaire. And um, he ended up passing away so young at the Mm -hmm. age of 46. And so it's like he did everything right and then he still was screwed. So part of me is like, you know... Maybe I should be more, be smarter, but life is so unpredictable. Yeah. Or it's like my husband also, since he he was raised in Bulgaria when the communists were there. And so his family prior had owned all this. They actually owned quite a bit of property mm. um, and maybe other wealth and in, in other forms, but I'm not sure. But they basically got it all stripped. So they also had, like, grafted and saved yeah. all those years, and then the regime took over and... Mm. Up, redistributed, yeah. in quotation marks, to mm. to the, to everybody. So it's, yeah, the world is, um, if you were raised in the 80s and <laughs> born in the 80s, everything seems so stable and like, mm. oh, there's always going to be jobs, there's always going to be food on the table, mm. there's always going to be opportunities. But the world is not really like that.
1: Yeah. you uh, just reminded me, it's, sort of, it's kind of off, off topic, but... I think I saw, like, it was either an article or some sort of very short, like, TED talk about how, um, millennials, um, just have this idea that they can achieve anything, Mm. that they, they just get this, um, I mean, it's, people around them telling, telling them that, that, you know, you, you, you can do anything you want, and they were saying, like, this is, it's just complete rubbish, like, um... (laughs) You know, someone need, you know, someone needs to, to just stand up and say, like, you, you you can't just get everything for nothing. Like, you have to work for it. Anyway.
0: I think people are willing to
1: work for it, too, but they have these such high hopes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit, you know... It's not possible for everyone, is it?
0: It's just kind of... Uh, like, if you come from another country where... So I'll just bring back Bulgaria again. In Bulgaria, you still have quite... It's not really in a free market. (laughs) If your business gets big enough, then somebody's going to come asking for a cut. Mm. So in certain countries, you literally, you can't, like, do anything. You can't run a business the way you would love to run it. Because once you start encroaching on other people's territory, you'll get cut down. And in the U.S., you can't. You, I believe, for the most part. I mean, okay, there are certain industries which you know, like try opening a gas station, good luck. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, or I mean, you know, to to sell oil. I'm saying, but uh, there are certain industries that it's not like that. But in general, it is like you can do whatever you want. So it depends Mm -hmm. on the context. It's just this has been blown out of proportion. People thinking that they need. They have the potential and they need to fulfill this potential to become either a star or expert or, Mm -hmm. like, super rich. But, yeah, like you said, it's it's kind of nonsense because, like, what's wrong with being average? What's wrong with being mediocre? Like... If, i don't know i don't know i think yeah. people should be more content in those positions and not sure. constantly with stars in their eyes and i feel like chinese people have a really good handle on that yeah they're much more Realistic. grounded yeah i like that actually mhm mhm yeah mm-hmm. in i mean it does kind of it's kind of a damper you know like kind of squashes the the life out of kids in the little in a little way, like, they don't have as opportunities, as many opportunities to dream. Yeah. I feel like that, and we need people to dream, we need people to innovate, and to push, and to just keep things moving. Yeah. I think a lot of that is also, I mean,
1: they're not just, like, financially uh, thinking long-term, but life in a way is is already planned out. Mm -hmm. You know, it's... you, You go to school, um... You go to university, you get a job, you get married, you have kids, you die. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, th- there's not a lot of... Excitement. I like, yeah, and th- I don't feel like there are any branches off of that. Like, if you stray from that path, then you've done something wrong and, like... Not done something wrong, but, you know, you you should follow... Just follow that path that, ev- you know, that everyone else is doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so you're right, there's, there isn't, there's no opportunity for
0: creativity because it's not expected... Mm-hmm. And you might be out there thinking like, "Oh, that's so sad," but I feel like there are a lot of people in the West who do have that take that opportunity and who fail. Like you hear all these success yeah. stories, but you don't hear about all of the failures. So people who are like, ah, "I can be everything, anything that I want," and they mm-hmm. sell everything, and they go live in New York, and they just fail. Right. And then they're back to square one, or they get really depressed because they think that they didn't fulfill their life's purpose. And so there's a lot of stress that comes with this kind of dreaming as well. So this is like two sides of the same coin. True. But yeah, it's definitely a different way of thinking in terms of retirement here in China. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um,
1: Well... Uh, I don't know if we've got more to say, but if not, do we have a word of the week?
0: We do! Okay, so I love this word. So this is retirement. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) It ought to be. (laughs) Yeah, so retirement in Chinese is 退休. And I love this word because both of the characters, um, if you look at the radicals, it's really clear to see why they mean what they mean. So 退, the meaning is literally to retreat. Um, and the character is a hill and then oh. the radical for walking. And so it's like oh, I'm yeah. retreating up the hill nice. and then show it means to rest and it's a, a radical for a man and then a tree Winning against the tree. Yeah. yeah so like the whole thing is basically like so tui show if you put it together it's like I'm gonna walk up to that hill and I'm gonna Delicious. just lay down under this tree and I'm gonna rest. Yeah. Without With the baby. Yeah.
1: With your kids. That's right. Babies. (laughs) That's what they forgot to add on that character. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I I will link to those characters in our dictionary on our um, page for this episode, which is uh, episode 87. And uh, along with any links of things we've mentioned, there were a couple of articles I got some research from for the... You know, uh, foreigners retiring. I also found a quite, quite a, an interesting, it's a guide. It's, for, it's about, um, I didn't read all of it because it was massive, but it's actually about Chinese people who've lived abroad and then want to come back to China to retire. Oh. So I might link to that. So if there's anyone out there who was in that boat, you might want to check it out because it was, there was a lot of information. Huh. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, we got anything
1: else to add before we say oh, ciao.
0: Um, well, just a reminder for anybody who is studying Chinese that on the online dictionary, um, if you use it, it's, you can either click to it from writtenchinese.com or you can go directly to dictionary.writtenchinese.com
1: It's also linked in our podcast page. Yeah,
0: you'll find it really easily, I'm sure. But, um, just because I mentioned the about the radicals for this week's, cari- or this week's word of the day, mm-hmm. um, Every, word, every character in our database, we've um, pulled apart the radicals that exist inside of it. So if you're learning Chinese, this can be a really useful way to um, remember how to write the character. And so to find that in the dictionary, you just hit the big orange learn more button next to any character... And you'll go to a separate page where you can see how to write the character. There's a there's a stroke animation to show you. It has example sentences and then it has the character pulled apart into radicals. And then what's cool is you can even contribute your ideas for how to remember the mm-hmm. character in the notes below. And we have quite a few people who have written in um, clever ways to remember the character. So it's kind of fun because you learn from each other and it's kind of sparks ideas for how to remember it for your own
1: personal learning. Yeah, sure. And if you want to leave, like, questions or example sentences or anything, like, Champson is, is, is always there on hand, like, to, you know, correct example sentences or or anything like that. She's, mm-hmm. she's you know, same day or the next day. She, she'll she'll oh, yeah, she answer Oh, yeah, she
0: gets through all of them. So she yeah, asks. If you have any questions about any characters or words or how to use them in a sentence or you want to try it out and then see, ask her, yeah. is this right? Go for she'll it. It's really great. It's like having a personal Chinese tutor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, um, oh, wait. Sayonara.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Hope you uh, listen again next week. See ya. Bye.